Good morning, and welcome to a new month of Safety Up, a podcast devoted to OSHA and safety topics, brought to you by ClaimShield, your safety experts. My name is Gavin, and after spending an entire exhausting month on this single topic of personal protective equipment, we are ready to move on to more exciting discussions. For those of you who are new to our podcast, we release a new show every Monday morning that is designed for employees to use as a toolbox safety talk before they start work on Monday to remind them that safety is essential to going home safe to their families each night. You just can't help yourself with your snarky editorial comments, can you? That is pretty much my job description for this show, and if I remember correctly, it was your idea for me to play the smart-ass millennial to your curmudgeonly old man. I don't think it was phrased quite like that. Then call it creative license with the character you're asking me to portray. Creative license? There is absolutely no creativity necessary for you to play the part of a smart-ass millennial. That's who you are. Uh, wait a minute. Uh-huh. You're just now coming to the realization that you are a curmudgeonly old man in real life, huh? You know I hate you with every ounce of my being, right? Then my job here is complete. Maybe you should just cut your losses and introduce this week's topic. You know you're going to pay for this, right? Oh, yes. And I can't begin to describe how greatly concerned I am by that. So, anywho, this week's topic is based on September being National Preparedness Month. Now, I know a lot of you out there are asking what preparedness has to do with safety or OSHA, but bear with me on this for a moment. Gavin, what is our primary goal with all the podcasts we've been putting out there for employees? That's easy. Our goal is for everyone to go home safe and healthy to their families at the end of every day. Correct. And despite our differences, we take that mission very seriously. We discuss safety topics, OSHA standards, and answer questions from our listeners with that singular goal in mind. However, we both know that despite our best efforts, incidents are going to happen. And that's where being prepared enters into the safety equation. Knowing how to respond during a critical incident can quite literally make the difference between people just being injured or dying from those injuries. So, in recognition of National Preparedness Month, I wanted to spend a little time on some basic steps everyone can take so they are prepared for just about any emergency at work, on the road, or at home. I assume you're talking about more than just having a fire extinguisher and first aid kit on hand? Exactly. Those are tools for being prepared, but they're worthless if people panic during an emergency. So, rule number one of being prepared for any emergency is to not panic. It's easier said than done, you know. It can be, but keep in mind, I'm not telling people to not be scared. I'm telling people to not allow being scared to control their actions. And there are two reasons why this is important. First, panicking during an emergency results in people making poor decisions, and that can result in them getting injured or killed. So, first and foremost, remaining in control and not panicking allows people to make smarter, safer decisions. Secondly, and just as important, people tend to subconsciously mimic what they see during an emergency. This is an important fact when training convenience store clerks how to respond during armed robberies, for instance. If they remain calm and professional, the robber will also remain calm. If they panic, then the robber panics, and he's the one with his finger on the trigger. The same philosophy applies to emergencies on job sites. An employee properly trained in emergency response will not only not panic, he or she will remain calm and assume control of the situation. They will quickly analyze the situation so they don't react blindly, 
and then they will start assigning tasks to other employees who are present. Now, this accomplishes two things. First, the other employees will see someone they know staying calm, so they are much more likely to stay calm. Second, giving people something to do during an emergency helps focus their mind on the task rather than the emergency itself, which also helps them to remain calm. So let's use a vehicle collision as an example. Imagine three or four employees are driving to a job site in a company vehicle and are involved in a serious collision with injuries. A well-trained and properly prepared employee will immediately check themselves for injuries and they quickly assess all the passengers in their vehicle. Then they will start assigning tasks. Now this all happens within seconds of the collision before others start to panic. And it might sound something a little like this. Hey Jim, you don't look injured, are you okay? Jim will automatically focus on the question he was just asked rather than the situation. And let's say that he responds that he is not injured. Okay Jim, I need you to call 911. Bob is unconscious, so I'm going to check him to make sure he's breathing. Joe, if you're not injured, I need you to go check the occupants of the other vehicle and see if they are injured. And then let Jim know so he can tell the 911 dispatcher how many people are injured. If anyone in the other vehicle is injured, make sure to you tell them not to move until the ambulance gets here. And those guys will just do what they're told? Usually. Once someone has assumed command of the situation, is acting calmly, and issuing rational instructions, they will instinctively respond to that. Now, this is all about disaster psychology, which is a complicated subject, but this is a simple example of being prepared. Notice the person I had issuing the commands didn't refer to a first aid kit, fire extinguisher, or any other object. Again, those are just tools to assist with being prepared. Basic preparedness is a state of mind, not how much emergency equipment you have at your disposal. So you're saying that a person without any emergency equipment, like a first aid kit or fire extinguisher, can accomplish more to help other people during an emergency by remaining calm and focused than a person who has a trunk full of emergency gear but panics? Exactly. That person with all the equipment is likely to forget they even have that equipment if they panic. Plus, other people involved will see them panicking, and they will start to panic as well. Now you have multiple people panicking, which means they're all making poor decisions, which increases their chances of being injured or killed. So you said rule number one was not to panic. What's rule number two? Well, we kind of covered that already, and that is to take charge. In emergency response, we call it assuming incident command. Assess the situation and start assigning simple tasks to other people so they can focus on those tasks rather than the situation itself. This will get multiple things accomplished simultaneously and prevent people from panicking. What's rule number three? That is more dependent on the specific situation, but I generally would say rule number three is don't move injured victims and don't allow them to move themselves. That's because of neck and back injuries, right? Primarily, yes. Unless an injured victim is in imminent danger from some other threat, such as the car being on fire, don't move them. You will almost always make the situation worse than if you keep them still and talk to them so they stay calm. This is the point where basic first aid kicks in, but a first aid kit isn't required for someone to perform basic first aid. Again, the first aid kit is just a tool. And you actually train employees on this stuff? Yep. Everything from basic first aid to setting up corporate emergency response teams that can perform basic fire suppression and search and rescue techniques. But rule number one applies to all of them no matter what. And from this morning's episodes meeting, I understand that this week's topic ties into next week's topic? That's correct. We will be releasing a special episode one day early next week on September 11th, 
and I will be talking about how preparedness played a major role in saving lives when the World Trade Center towers were hit back in 2001. I'm looking forward to that one. As am I. In the meantime, that's all for today's episode. Please remember that you can send us your questions and comments, which can be selected for a topic on a future podcast. The best way to contact us is by email at safetyup at claimshieldpro.com, via our Twitter account at Claimshield, our Facebook account, facebook.com slash claimshieldpro, or our Instagram account at claimshieldpro. Remember, we protect the identity of anyone who contacts us with questions, and we also want feedback from our how we are doing. Until next week, safely, and go home to your family.